Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of There's No Place Like Summer Camp. I'm your host, Andrew Waterhouse, and in today's episode, we're taking a look and reviewing Michael Eisner's Camp book. So, come on into our tent, and I'll spill those juicy, juicy beans. And welcome to another episode of There's No Place Like Summer Camp. I'm hope, I hope you're doing well. It's a nice summery day, which feels very out of place for uh, January. Um, and I've just spent the last probably week or two reading Michael Eisner's Camp book. Now, this was touched upon in a previous podcast where I was looking at the celebrities that have gone to camp, or famous people, should I say. And Michael Eisner really stood out because he's the former CEO of Disney. And what stood out even further was as I was recording the podcast, I found out that he actually released a book all about his time at summer camp, which is really cool to see. Um, Of course, if you're brand new to this podcast, you may not know this. uh, There's no place like summer camp uh, is all about summer camp of course but there's also the book that's been in the works for a long time so let me just start with that so the book is coming on really really well I am so close to finishing it Um, I'm not really sure if I should give you the full ins and outs but let me just say um, some very progressive stages have been completed now and the release date will be very imminent Um, I'm getting some author copies just to double check that the book actually looks right and feels right in the hand. Um, I can't really say too much more, but There's No Place Like Summer Camp is not only just a podcast, it is a book as well. So when I I stumble upon any summer camp book, really, I always make sure to give it a buy and try and give it a review. I think I've only done one of these reviews before, um, but I have read... A fair few, so um, look out for those future episodes. But anyway, let's crack on with Michael Eisner's camp. So, who is Michael Eisner? That's probably a good place to start because maybe you're you're not all familiar with who he was. But when I saw his name in my research, it stood out to me because uh, he is the former CEO of Disney, and uh, that's a big name if I've ever seen one in business. Um, He had volunteered at a camp called Kiwadin, Kiwadin, I don't know, um, for many years. Kiwadin, Kiwadin, we'll go Kiwadin. So he he volunteered at camp as a staff member for four years, but he had gone to camp as a camper for many years too. Um, And he once told in an interview... Um, obviously as a CEO you get interviewed quite a lot by the press and the media and that sort of thing and one of the questions that came up to him one time was where was the place that you learned everything you needed to to become the CEO of Disney and he pondered about this question for a little while and then came back with summer camp key Waden. Um and the, the interviewer sort of like chuckled and I think the rest of the room did too but the more he thought about it the more he, he was assured that he actually learned the most for becoming a CEO of such a great company as Disney at summer camp rather than school, university, college or any of that and that was really telling. So 
I might butcher the name, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Keywaden as the name. Um, and that was something that I really found with this book. It's um, there are so many different names and funny names for things. So not only have you got a strange name for the camp, Keywaden, Keywaden. <laughs> I'm butchering it. I'm so sorry, Michael, if you're listening. Uh, Keywaden. Uh, there are so many funny things or terms for things that I was reading in the in his book where. I was sort of like, uh, what's this? Uh, so he's got a thing called, well, I say he's got a thing. This is probably common lingo for someone in um, America, but I had never heard of beds referred to as cots. So throughout the whole book, he was talking about sitting on their cot. And I was like, their cot? They're, they're, all these campers are, are uh, sleeping in cots because obviously a cot in the UK is sort of like a, um, a baby bed sort of very small baby bed is the best way I can describe it it's like got um sort of gated sides so the ba- you you drop the baby in you put the baby to sleep you can look over they still they're still in the bed they can't roll out or anything like that and that's what a cot is to me but during this book they seem to be using cot as bed a lot of the time so I don't know if that's just an American thing and I was just getting confused um but they also have words like coop which is like their version of certifications and um, getting some recognition for their stuff that they do around camp, which was pretty cool. Uh, wigwam, which is the name, which is the word for the names of the units, and they refer to their staff as staffmen. They don't call them counselors or specialists or anything like that. They call them staffmen, and that was really interesting. That was really cool, um, just to see like just to get a bit of perspective into how different summer camps run and their terminology of things was really cool and right at the back of the book you do actually get a sort of like a camp dictionary which um i i kind of wish at the start of the book they said that the dictionary was there because it wasn't really that well spelled out and another little minor point this is where i'm touching upon some poor writing um Oh, I'm talking I'm talking like I'm a fucking JK Rowling over here. It's not the case. It's not the case. Trust me, this is just my first venture, but I like to review books. I'm an avid reader and this, you know, this genre really appeals to me. But um just when I was reading the camp dictionary at the end as well, there were so many terms in there that weren't actually referenced in the book. And I get that there's a lot of nostalgia for Keywaden and the the terminology that he may have used around camp. But when I was reading the camp dictionary, I was just like, ah, uh, you haven't even mentioned the half of these words. But that's just a minor point. I'm talking like I'm J.K. Rowling, so I need to get off my high horse and continue with the rest of the review. So, what is Keywaden? Well, Keywaden. And this is this is what I really liked about reading this book. It offers you a different perspective on what different summer camps are like. Now, you'll know that the summer camp that I volunteered at for two years was a Jewish summer camp. And coming from an outside perspective with no Jewish upbringing, no knowledge about Judaism or anything like that, and not being religious myself at all, I sort of came into the, the summer camp that I went to with sort of open eyes and new, learning a new culture. At Kiwe Din, it's a totally different type of camp. It's not a religious one. It's a canoeing camp, and it's only for boys. So that was really interesting, just to get a totally different kind of camp. 
Um, one of the things that they often do at Kiwei Din is tripping. Now, this is a big part of their camp where they um, they they sort of like take a few days out of the camp schedule to take campers canoeing and going on massive canoe trips, camping outside of um, the normal camp bounds of Kiwaden, uh, and sort of getting that independence to cook your own food, make sure you get there in one piece, make sure, you know, you're sort of surviving in a way. So getting to read about a different camping experience was really cool. And I think if you have the passion for summer camp, a, a little bit over the top, like I do in a way, um, I think you'll enjoy reading this book. It gives you a different perspective and how different camps can run. I loved during this book how he talks about a lot of the firsts, like the unease of growing older, taking responsibility, being a bit of a counsellor and staffman for these kids and feeling like an adult for the first time and making the sort of mistakes as you do when you're um, as you're growing up. Um, but I have to say, it's a it's a completely sort of like different experience to what my camp was like. Now, of course, my background when I was volunteering at my summer camp was an outdoor living specialist. So I was responsible for taking the kids out on their camp outs. And it was similar in a way to their sort of the Kiwi Din way of, um, you know, taking kids out on their canoe trips and staying away from camp for a, a, a little bit. I can see the re there's sort of like a cross similarity there. Um, but what really like baffled me was hearing about these um, sort of like spa sessions these staffmen would sort of set up for these kids. So they'll be doing their camp out stuff and they'll be doing a, a campfire and the, the tents would be all sort of like maybe a bit wet, maybe their clothes were a bit wet. So what, what these staffmen would do would they would put rocks within the campfire, cook up some rocks, get them to really hot temperatures, pick them up with like a shovel or something and dump them into a tent. And what essentially that would would create is sort of like a spa inside the tent. And that was like, that was ringing so many alarm bells for me um, as someone that, you know, took kids out on camp, camp trips. I would never put boiling hot rocks within the tent to try and create like a spa steam room sort of atmosphere. With Audible, you can listen to a vast range of audiobooks, from your AAA bestsellers to independent authors like myself. With a membership, you get one credit per month to download and keep any title that you wish. And if you are a Prime member, you start your membership with two free audiobooks. You can listen on any device, and I find them best when travelling to work. You get unlimited listening to the Plus catalogue featuring thousands of Audible originals, podcasts and audiobooks, as well as exclusive member-only deals. You can start a free 30-day trial today by visiting summercamp.com forward slash audible, which will give you a no-obligation 30-day trial while also supporting this project. HelloFresh! are the leading fresh food subscription company who deliver pre-portioned ingredients for its users. You get weekly meals straight to your doorstep, meaning no more time wasted travelling back and forth from the supermarket and no more time stressing about what to have for dinner. 
You can get everything from family favourites, vegetarian or calorie controlled options. The choice is yours. Get fresh recipes straight to your doorstep with HelloFresh and There's No Place Like Summer Camp. All you have to do is go to there's no place like summercamp.com slash HelloFresh and get 50% off your first and 35% off your next three boxes. Again, that's there's no place like summercamp.com slash HelloFresh for 50% off your first box and 35% off your next three boxes. Back to the podcast. Now, this story is all about Michael Eisner and his perspective of summer camp. Now, I've, I've touched upon how you get a different different perspective with this book because this is coming from a CEO of Disney, from number one. It's coming from someone that's had many years of being a camper, number two. And number three, he's sort of... He's been a staffman. That's number three. <laughs> number four is he's also got the perspective of after camp now and after his Disney times and being a parent and sort of having these scholarship schemes where he can take camp, uh, un- uh, was it unprivileged sort of uh, under underclass? I don't know if that's the right term, but uh, unprivileged sort of campers to camp. So you're getting a very mixed. Um, perspective on summer camp you can really tell that uh, this is someone that has camp running in their DNA so you get a lot of different stories and a little a lot of different time jumps within this book and that's where I really found the writing hard to read and um, sort of understanding why certain chapters were in there entirely and I think that is a really tricky challenge to try and do when you're fucking CEO of Disney for Christ's sake and um you know, this is sort of like a side hustle, like uh, hobby-ish type of book. So I totally understand why it was quite a hard book to write. And um, it would have been very hard to sort of reminisce about Summer Camp without hopping all over the place because he wasn't someone, from what I could tell, that wrote about uh, Summer Camp while he was actually there, similar to what There's No Place Like Summer Camp is all about. So it was cool to get that perspective of those like four different stages of where he has had camp run through him. Um, and a lot of this book he dedicates to one individual called Waboos. And uh, this gentleman is like a um, a camp director that sort of has camp running through their DNA. He's been running the camp for like 80 years and he's sort of the heartbeat of this camp and he means a lot to Michael Eisner it's, it's sad to see that uh, Waboos has passed away since uh, this book has been released but I'm sure uh, Kiway Din sort of gave him a very good send-off as well as um, sort of like the flower bed they created when uh, his his wife passed away shortly before he did um, so there's a big part of this book dedicated to Waboos and how this Waboos guy was very involved with all of the kids, would recognise all of their faces, all of their intricate stories, and uh, he'd be doing it year after year after year after year, and he would live and breathe summer camp, and um, he was sort of like this person that sort of kept them going as well, so they did have some tricky times, like back, uh, I think it was just shortly after the World War Two. They were struggling with finances and they, they potentially were going to sell the camp off. And he was one of those rescuers that came to the camp's aid and has been with them ever since. 
and he's been with camp since he was about eight years old from what I could tell so he really did live and breathe Kiwaden and uh, a big part of this book is dedicated to him so I'm sure a lot of us listening to this podcast today can uh, sympathize and also um, understand that there are those characters where you go to summer camp and you have those people that just literally live and breathe it and bring such an energy to your summer camp that um, makes it so special for you so I really appreciated how in detail he went with Waboose and also dedicating the entire book to him now midway on from this book um, not only do we talk about Waboose but we actually touch upon two campers so um, there's two campers called Q and Pepe now these are campers that are going through Michael Eisner's scheme uh, where it's like a charity foundation sort of type of thing and they brought two campers in from I think California and uh, they're from like dodgy sort of backgrounds where they can't afford to do anything and uh, the Disney um, I think it's called growth or something like that uh, accelerate or power Disney something there's a Disney program that um, sponsors kids to do these sort of things which is really cool and uh, these are the two kids that went to that, that are focused in focused on in this book i'm sure there's hundreds of uh kids that go every year but uh, for particularly this book q and pepe are focused upon and it's really cool to see uh how these two particular campers really grow and become familiar and make so many friends and um the inner workings of what camp is like how they become these outsiders to um intermingling with the people that have been coming for us some time or are local to the area and um, it was just really cool to sort of see two different perspectives because you have I think it's the queue that's very outgoing very sporty very cool gets all the girls and then there's Pepe who's a little bit more reserved but they both come from these backgrounds where all of their friends back home are sort of getting into drig, uh, drigs, dr- <laughs> drugs drinks and violence and that sort of thing so um I think Michael here has sort of demonstrated that camp really does have a touching sort of um, effect on so many people. And this is just two campers that he particularly singled out because they go on such a transformative journey by the end of it. Now, I previously touched upon how there's like four different sort of sections to this book, how he was a camper himself, how he was a staffman, uh, how he's a dad with his own son going to camp and how Michael has um, this foundation bringing these kids through the camp uh, scholarship sort of program and it was the, the the one of the other really interesting parts was the part where his son is going to camp for the first time so I think his name was called Breck or something and what he what he's done is um, he sort of keeps all those nerves and excitement in uh, this Breck uh, son of Michael Eisner's uh, really knows at the age that he's going I think he was about eight years old when he was going to camp for the first time he understands that this is an important place to his dad his granddad and all the generations before have been going to this camp and when Michael Eisner is taking his son there and dropping him off and he sort of Michael in his head sort of knows that this is going to be a really transformative experience for him and it's uh it was really cool to sort of see how Michael was not trying to 
um, cover him in candy floss and make him really safe with bubble wrap and um, that sort of thing because he knows that there's going to be ups and downs and it's sort of the first time that it, uh, Brock, Breck is going to be... <laughs> I was going to say Brock. That's a poke, that's, a, that's someone from Pokemon. Uh, Breck is... Um, sort of going to have his ups and downs on the roller coaster at camp and he's going to miss home because it's the first time that he's like living away from his parents and that sort of thing and obviously I'm I'm, I'm not a, I don't know if you know this but I don't, I don't have any children yet but um when I was reading this book and I was like oh that's a really different perspective that's something I wouldn't have thought about and because I'm not a parent I don't understand yet the anxieties of having your own child and sort of trying to bring them up but also not trying to like close them off from having their own experiences and understanding and uh, understanding things in their, in their own mind without being told how to experience things by their dad sort of thing so that was really cool as well um in closing this review i think that this camp by michael eisner is a great book it's somewhat it's it's by it's by someone that has camp in their dna and it's coming from someone that is very high up as you like to, uh, as as you like to say uh, i don't know if you know the ins and outs of the disney story and that's sort of separate to this book but uh, michael eisner is no longer with disney he left he left sort of as this book was sort of being published which is a bit strange but this was always sort of like a side project and something that he would always sort of like come back to to like sort of reset his mind um he's no longer with disney but he's still like very successful he's uh currently owning uh many different businesses um and the one that stood out to me was portsmouth football club which is pretty crazy so he is in the uk which is a bit strange or at least he occasionally visits to come and uh sort of support that team um but yeah like i say it's, it is a great book you get a lot of different perspectives coming from someone high up as well is really cool to, to sort of tell that story and the passion that he has for summer camp and he touches upon a lot of firsts within the book as well which is something that I've tried to do with mine because summer camp for me I could kind of relate there was a lot of things that I did at camp where they, they were firsts for me and the amount of responsibility that you'd have and the growth that everyone goes through not just the staff but also the campers too it's really cool and he does sort of come across that really well the only thing that i really didn't like about this was the writing it had it has to deduct some points for this from me it was really hard to read and i think that is a shame because there is so much there that um there is so much there that comes across really well but it's just told it's really told in a clunky sort of way the time hopping really doesn't help and i think that could have just been a bit more polished in my opinion um but i think this is a good book um i really like i have to really I have to say this because i really am jealous of the inner um design work of the first like the hardcover you open the book and the first pages you see are uh, a map of the camp and that's really cool that's something that's sort of always going to be there for years and years to come and that's something that really st sticks with me as my own book is about to be published is 
I'm going to be long gone and the book, my book is still going to be around. Hopefully it'll be in people's homes. Hopefully it'll be in charity shops and available online. That's something that happens with these books. They're always going to be available. They're going to outlast you. And having this dedication to Kiwi Din and uh, Waboos and um, how formative the camp was and having that image of the map to, to sort of show how it all comes together and that sort of thing is really cool. It's a really touching piece. So anyway, it's a good book. I did enjoy it. I have to say it's not probably going to be for everyone, but I think if you really enjoy camp and you like Disney particularly, um, it's going to be an interesting read. It gives you a lot of different perspectives, like I say. Um, there are plenty of worse books out there. So in my review, I give this a 7 out of 10. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. That was Camp by Michael Eisner. I'm really excited to try and like see where this podcast goes because this wasn't an episode that I planned at all. And I think these sort of episodes can uh, sort of like come up and come from the blue. So, Michael, if you're listening, I'm always here. You can reach me on Twitter at Andrew W09. Andrew is spelt A N D R O O W09. We're also available in Instagram, Michael. There's no place like summer camp. <laughs> or you can go to there's no place like summercamp.com and there's like a contact form there. But I think um I think interview interviewing celebrities man, that's gonna be I, I call him a celebrity. I don't think the celebrity's the right term. It's a CEO. It's an ex-CEO. It's someone that's famous. It's someone that's been successful. A celebrity to me is someone that's sort of appeared on a reality TV show, and that's not the case with this guy. So, um, yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this one. It was certainly different. Um, Camp is available on uh, platforms like Amazon and uh, eBay and that sort of place. You'll be able, I think I, th I think you'll be able to get them secondhand by now um, because this was released in like 2005. I don't know if they're still printing this, but I don't know. Have a look. I don't think it'll be too expensive um, for anyone that's interested in camp. For anyone that's interested in um, sort of Kiwi Din, especially if you've been there, 100% the one for you. Give it a read. Uh, it's going to be going on my bookshelf and hopefully mine will be alongside it very soon okay guys i hope you enjoyed if you did please subscribe please like the podcast tell your friends tell your mum, and tell her <laughs> i'll see you next tuesday all right bye